Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by Dear Dad. Hi. Hi, Dear Dad. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Nice to see you again. It's been I, a while. I try to be consistent when I say hi. <laughs> you do a good job. No, it's You're performing well. Very complicated. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm home. Wait, it's been a while? It's been like since the marathon has it not i mean yeah no. but then i was in korea before that let's recount gr mom's oh time the miles are ridiculous we did a podcast have we done one after the one from boston i guess we did one, did at one after the show we, yes that's right we did one after the chicago show the one day i was home and then i went to new york and then we went back to chicago that was only like a week ago i know ridiculous i was in chicago and then we came home and did the show for a day uh did the podcast yeah and then i went to korea yep i left on tuesday i arrived in korea on wednesday evening i went to bed i spoke on thursday morning and then i flew home my thursday was 36 hours you came back on thursday you left it was ridiculous i was in korea for like 20 hours we were talking on the phone and it was like you were in Thursday, and I was in Wednesday day. I mean, it wasn't even yeah. Clo- it, wasn't it was light even here still, and I was like, midnight. "It's eight a.m. here." It was ab- absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's bizarre. You were in totally in the future. I was. Uh, Korea was very nice. Seoul was beautiful, and everyone was very friendly. Um, I was only there for a short amount of time, but it was very nice. More time in the plane. Definitely, thirty-one hours in the plane. Uh, that was quite a thing. I didn't sleep at all on the way over, which sucked. <laughs> 15-hour flight. Uh, I did manage to sleep for like six hours, seven hours on the way home, which was lovely. Uh, so that was good. I sleep. I sleep every minute of every flight almost. So I got home from Korea Thursday, actually Friday morning at like midnight. I was home on Friday. Saturday, we went to Chicago for the marathon, which you can hear on the Runs with Dogs podcast if you want to know more about that. We the ran Chicago the marathon. marathon. Chicago Marathon. Ran that on Sunday. Uh, Sunday night, I flew to Phoenix, and I did an event in Phoenix on Monday, and we're recording on Tuesday. I flew home today. I'm home Wednesday, and then I go to New York on Thursday, and then I think I'm done for a couple weeks. Mm. It has been crazy. It has been crazy. Mm. Dear Dad. It's crazy. It's been crazy. 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 You, could, you probably flew around the world in that time. I mean, the, I literally did. With the miles. I yeah, mean, yeah. Korea is halfway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You could have continued on and gone around the other way. Back. It would have been faster, I think. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, while I did see you for the marathon, I haven't seen you a lot. Well, I'm about the same. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in that we haven't seen each other much in terms of distance traveled, it's been a little easier for you. Yeah, I, I'm just sitting around petting the dogs. It was pretty nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> More room on the bed for dogs. All right, so I have all kinds of stuff on my list for us to talk about well, today. Well, there's going to be even more because okay. I'm feeling all hotbed of entertainment. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so thing number one, which I thought we had talked about, but maybe we didn't, is that we officially adopted boyfriend, which I know I tweeted, but I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. We sort of saved it for the live show. Mm. So if we have not talked about it on the podcast, we officially adopted boyfriend. Um, we had sort of unofficially made him a member of the squad, but he was still like owned by the rescue group. And so they were like making all his decisions and they were doing a great job with him. But I was like, you know what? It's my dog. I can afford his medical care. I want to be in charge of him. And I'm like, I know he's still sick, but can I adopt him anyway? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, here's my money. He's my dog now. And, so. and the way we signify it is not through an engagement ring, but by giving him a collar with his name on it. Well, see, we had done the collar before. 
Yeah, but that was because we knew we were going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think we'd be able to, like, make it official. So he did get the collar, even though we were not his, like, legal guardians. He's in. I know, but now he's also, like, legally in. Yeah, legally in our hearts, in our home, in our on our bed. Yeah. It's so, fun. There it's you good. go. He's totally, he's totally in. And yeah. it's, yeah, he's, and it may not be forever. Let's put it that way. Yeah. He may not have 70 months. No, but he's still maintaining his weight. Uh, the lengths to which we're having to go to keep him eating are getting more extreme. But so far, he's still eating. So yeah, that's about all we can say. We're down to random treats. Not all treats, but some treats. Yeah, he basically eats things that other dogs get as special treats uh, on Sundays because they're so intensely flavored. Yeah. So anyway, he's doing okay. Uh, he's, he's a he's a boyfriend. He's he's amazing. He's a sweet boy. He's my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Uh, some people have asked for Toby updates. So Toby had surgery to take a lump off, and then sometimes when you have surgery, humans or dogs, it'll fill up with fluid around there, especially if you don't stay still, which Toby's not great at doing. And so he had a bunch of fluid around there, and he was wearing a t-shirt for a long time, and I think it had a little infection. But he's better now. He went to campus with his new owner and like hung out as like office dog this week, which was pretty good. Um, in Boston. In Boston at mm -hmm. MIT. Oh, yeah. So he's uh, he's working also towards his PhD in computer science at MIT. Wait, Toby is? I mean, he's going to class. He's going to campus. So, so cool. Yeah. Such uh, a smart dog. <laughs> so he's doing good. Um, I have, you know, I told his permanent owner to set up a GoFundMe if she wanted to to cover the expenses from his surgery. She hasn't done it yet, and that's fine. So if she does, you'll hear from us. If not, you won't. Uh, but he's doing good, and I'll get a picture of him and post it soon. But he's very happy and loved and uh, over his medical hurdle. Big. So that's good. Excitable goober. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> uh, the big news on Jared Dad's side today is that he gave Hops and Vink a bath. He's like, Hops is a little <laughs> itchy. She's got bumps. And I was like, look, we have medicated shampoo. You have to get them wet, lather them up, and then you have to let it sit on them for 10 minutes. It is the longest 10 minutes. And someone messaged me on Twitter because I was tweeting it. And they're like, do you have any tips on how to make those 10 minutes? I hadn't even mentioned it, but they're like, oh, that chlorhexidine you have any tips to make that 10 minutes not seem like 18 hours? And I was like, literally, I told GR dad to bring a book with him to the bathroom because those 10 minutes last forever. Actually, your best tip was just put Venk in the shower during those 10 minutes yeah. because then it's only one 10 minutes, really. Essentially, right. you only have to wait the end. Yeah. Lather up hops and then yeah. take hops out of the tub and like, while her 10 minutes are going, do Venk. So my advice to everyone is just have two dogs. Yeah, just yeah. have two dogs. I would say you did something that I haven't done, which was brilliant which is put a ton of towels down on the floor first before the bath yeah we have I'm all these towels now tons that, of towels yeah we have a buttload of towels yeah so you did is, a good job which is an actual measure of buttload but there we go that's a separate how much thing. is it one i don't know it's the size of a butt <laughs> which is a barrel of some sort <laughs> a butt <laughs> huh. look it up <laughs> but anyway yeah putting the towels down you still have to wipe down the walls when they shake off because it's such a small bathroom that they, Our bathroom is that tiny. they, they touch all walls if, if they want to, yeah. But it was, I mean, they're such good, you know, both 
Fink and Hops are both patient, good dogs. None of them are too, neither of them are too squirmy or, you know, jump out of the tub when, when the water hits them or anything like that. They're very good about this. And of course, I warm the water and I, you know, massage of them course. gently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and they do like the rubbing, you know, afterwards to get dry. It's nice. Yeah. So it was good. It was a little hard on the bathroom, but otherwise they seem fine. And Hops does seem more relaxed now, not as itchy and not as yeah. aggravated. If your dogs do have sort of itchy skin or if it looks red or, or uh, if they get hot spots or whatever, Hops you can... Hops gets these bumps on her she back. Does. She's a very sensitive dog. Yeah, she has, she has like skin condition almost, right? Yeah. So if your dog... But any kind of skin condition, um, you can buy this shampoo. It has chlorhexidine in it. You can get it on Amazon or your vet can give you like a stronger version, but you can just get it at the pet store. And it's like an antibacterial, antifungal, like really helps soothe down anything that's going on in there. Um, so it's really good. We've used it like when Jasmine will like get really into licking her front legs and they'll kind of get raw. We use that to wash them and so it keeps anything bad from happening in there. Yeah, so hopefully your hops won't be as itchy and Vink won't be as stinky. Yes. It also smells good. They, smell, they, smell, they both smell good and they're very soft. Yeah, they, I mean, Vink is a, well, she, she'll never be a show dog, but she's very shiny. Hops could be a show dog right now. Yeah, she's beautiful. All right, dear dad, I googled your butt load. Yeah. All right. The actual amounts have varied somewhat over the years. This is according to Gizmodo. But we'll go with the numbers provided by the Macallan Distillery in Scotland. There you go. According to them, a butt is 108 imperial gallons. An imperial gallon is 1.2 American gallons. It's also half a ton, T-U-N, not with all the other possible spellings. A ton is 216 gallons. A third of a ton is 72 gallons. That's called a punch ton. And a third of that is a tierce. Half a butt, 54 gallons, is also called a hogshead. And a boring old barrel is just 36 gallons. Huh. And an LOL-worthy Kilderkin is 18 gallons. I don't think Kilderkin is LOL. But the fuck ton, that seems like a the good measure. <laughs> the smallest unit is 9 gallons, and it's called a firkin. Because firkin. of course it is. A firkin. That's what it says. Bring you in the firkin. You can also call it a rundlet. Firkin. So anyway. A butt is 108 A buttload is 108 imperial gallons. That's a lot of gallons. Yeah. Maybe I didn't use that much shampoo. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. The buttload is an official measurement. <laughs> All kinds of facts you get here on the Golden Ratio see? podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, other stuff I have to share. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so I, I really just do have random stuff to talk about. Do we have any other dog stuff? Because I'm going to move on to non-dog stuff. Wait, our dogs? Queso's oh. great. Yeah, As always. I, th- I am convinced Vink is losing weight like crazy. She's the, definitely down The now. Putting her in her variably called fat cave or uh, you <laughs> private know, fortress room. of solitude, <laughs> private dining room, her yeah. eating cage. <laughs> yeah, that helps. <laughs> Seems to help because otherwise she just will like even either hypnotize or bully the other dogs but she just she doesn't growl or anything she just stands close to them and just looks at them and then <laughs> looks at does. their food <laughs> like gets the big eyes and they kind of like shirk away shrink <laughs> away true. from their food and makes like well if you're not gonna eat it i'm gonna eat it but thank you totally like mind controlled them yeah. into walking away from their food she does. 
She's a psycho. So, so she's better locked up to, to keep her mind rays away from everyone else. Yeah, that has helped. So she's going to get an official van tomorrow. If you want to track her progress, you can follow her at Venkman Dog on Twitter, where I post uh, lots of bonus Venk pictures and van updates. Yeah, she's still adorable and happy and and lives in the moment. Yep. She's inspirational. Yep. AF. So they're all doing good. Queso's good. Jasmine's good. Yep. Everybody's yep. good. Queso is looking forward to a um, a regimen of aqua therapy and yes, massages right. and week. things. We didn't get any this scheduled this week, but starting next week, she's going to do almost twice a week. You got a bunch sessions. on there for yeah, her, yeah. yeah. And she loves it. I mean, she's a little uncertain about the aqua therapy, but she feels really good after. The aqua therapy mostly bec- not because of the water, because you have to walk on a treadmill, water supported. Um, and she just wasn't good at figuring out that she has to walk forward while the treadmill pushes her back. So when she had all four paws on the treadmill, she just went like all the way to the back, <laughs> got smushed against the back wall. Um, but what the 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 people who run the place were like, oh, just have her front paws on the platform that doesn't move and have her just move her back legs against the running treadmill. And that worked really well. And then next time she'll probably figure out that she has to just move all her legs but their back legs are the ones that need the workout anyway yeah and so there's they they actually had some formula where they said one minute on the underwater treadmill is about the same as three minutes oh without the water so they did ask at the beginning how how long can she usually walk and i said about 15 minutes so Mm -hmm. they they said well we'll do her about five minutes in the water because it's about three to one yeah Yeah. because it is resistance right you got to move your leg forward against the water Oh, neat. Um, and so she she seemed great after it, and it'll be really interesting to see how she responds after twice a week, two, two a week sessions. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. So there's the dog updates. Um, I had a note just of like random stuff. So when I was in Korea, uh, so first I have a new secret Instagram account called dust of sleep no longer secret we might as well just pack it in start a new one why don't you just open a new instagram account to your mom i mean i can't because i'm busy with my new secret one called dust of sleep would instagram let you well not not as of last week i fixed it i, I tried to add a new instagram account and it's like you have too many instagram accounts and I'm like, stop judging me, Instagram. I know. That's really harsh. Uh, it was because I had tr- I had tried <laughs> to you start. you a lot of Instagram accounts. Well, I do. I tried to start the new secret one, and then I screwed some stuff up, so I restarted it. So I had, like, deleted the one that I had tried and then started and started it again. But both were still in there, and I, like, couldn't get rid of the old one because I couldn't log in because I had deleted it. And so I finally fixed that. So now I have room to add one more. I was going to say, you're one from their limit. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, th- that's a lot of Instagram accounts because, you know, they deal with millions of Instagram accounts. You're, you're at the I limit. So you're <laughs> at the limit. They're like, you can't have any more, Jen. Yeah. All right, here's here's what I have if you're interested in my Instagram accounts. So, obviously, there's the Golden Ratio for Instagram account. Um, there's Jen Runs with Dogs, which is where I talk about running. Mm-hmm. Um Instagram is upset with me right now. Because of the maximum limit. <laughs> There's Murders in Paradise, which is the Instagram account for a murder podcast. Yeah. Murders in Paradise. Keys Mailboxes, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> where I post pictures of like cool 
mailboxes in the Florida Keys. That's a very joyful account. It's like, this mailbox is shaped like a pelican. Yeah. This one's shaped like a mermaid. And we have the first not, one. It's not very deep, but it's visually pretty appealing. It's just cute mailboxes. The first, the very first one was our manatee mailbox, Humanity. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I have my new secret Instagram, Dust of Sleep, which is like travel pictures, library porn, like academic pictures, and dear uh, mom fashion pictures. So... I was in Phoenix and I got a new pair of Christian Louboutins, like snake skin Christian Louboutins on Poshmark. And they're beautiful. And so I have a picture of like me in my fancy new heels. I am totally biased, but these are some hot picks. Oh, thank you. Totally cool. Thank you. So I'm having a very good time with Dust of Sleep, my new Instagram account. Uh, it's from an E.E. E. Cummings poem is what dust of sleep is from I, I had to have this explained to me so now i think chair mom realizes not everyone's conversant or everyone is conversant and i'm the one who is like i don't know what's <laughs> this problem don't no, tell you. I, I think it's slightly obscure but uh e. e cummings underrated pretty cool i'm a big fan of e. e cummings pretty cool um but like it's i think all the parts of my life are covered by instagram accounts except the stuff that is now covered by this one like because I do very much, like, pay attention to, like, the clothes I wear and the stuff I pick out. Like, I very much love all the stuff that I have. And so it is a thing that I like and matters to me, but that I didn't talk about on social media. You've always been three steps ahead of Marie Kondo. Because if, if you don't, not even if you don't love it, but if you don't, like, like it, you just toss it. I have to I mean, love it, yeah. You've been tossing stuff way before she came along. That's true. No. She she doesn't stress me out at all. Like no. I never need to be like, oh, I need to declutter. Like that's not true. I I'm a purger. No, you the 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 stress is my crap. Where it's like you'd love to declutter all my crap. You're like, oh, those <laughs> shoes are garbage. Why do you even have those anymore? They have like they're worn out on the sole. I'm nicer about I'm it like, than that. Yeah. But no, that's, that's true. You have shoe, some shoes that do have holes in the soles. And you're like, they're fine. And I was like, throw these out. You no. have like 12 other pairs That's of because nearly I've identical shoes. because i the hard roads, man. That's because I've seen some shit. That's cool. You don't need to keep those no, to remember. it reminds me of the crap I've seen when I was traveling those miles. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm a bit hoardery. And they're just old shoes. It's, that's, there's no magic in those things. I'm not a tap dancer. There's nothing there. We've been merging houses. Dad is selling his house, as we've mentioned. And so we've been moving all of his stuff into this house in Silver Spring. And uh, and so Gier, this this house has two bedrooms. And so one bedroom is where we sleep. And the other one is sort of Dad's room. And it was up until recently where he would like get dressed and had his closet because he would always get up way before me. Uh, and this house was built in 1946. And I have a, a lot of clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean the closets are tiny in this house. Uh, in 1946, they, Cape they Cod. They wouldn't fit Queso. That's how small they she are. She could not fit in. I mean, she's any of big. She's giant. Maybe they wouldn't even fit Hops. No, I don't think so. Yeah. They're really small, and so we couldn't have all of our stuff in the bedroom. And so it was like, well, we've got a second bedroom. What do we need it for? That'll be like. Jared Dad will have his clothes and stuff in there. There was a little couch. And so we have now sort of transformed it into an office space for him. So there's a desk and stuff. Still but working on the transformation. He's myself. been moving all his stuff from his entire house into this one room. Yeah, it's not true. I mean, the basement has a lot of your stuff. It's got your TV. Uh, he just made a face. Yeah. <laughs> 
your guest all of the furniture from your guest room is down there your tv is down there yeah we got the rug is down there sure, the bed is sure, down sure. there i mean we've moved a, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah uh and we threw out the really ugly stuff that you had just so randomly much bought of my stuff I, it was shocking to me how much crap we threw out of my house and i couldn't even tell and that wasn't me being like, like it over purgy we did it like three months ago yeah. we went through and like threw out a bunch of crap from my house and i could not tell living in it for three months afterwards that it was that it was missing this crap it was amazing how much stuff like a lot of it was so in the much. garage and the attic and the, the basement but man yeah you just accumulate things we like lined the whole curb out in front of gr dad's house and we had like one of those dump trucks like from the junk places when 800 we got haul junk. junk yeah yeah came and filled i think three quarters of a dump truck with just like that like random broken stuff uh and you couldn't even tell yeah, it was like yeah. old wood and, oh, I'll get to that. Broken Christmas decorations. Like some shelves, but they weren't that good. And it was like yeah. weird stuff. Cabinets that, that didn't look, didn't fit, didn't, I mean, it was weird. Like the house looked the same afterwards. Yeah. Yep. So Startling. Uh, I have a very easy time throwing stuff out because, like, I don't care about stuff all no that much. Kidding. The things that I keep I really like uh jared Ad has a harder time like he goes through each like piece of paper and is like oh, i want to keep this yeah, thing i have, like, I have like a, uh, a set of golf clubs that i haven't played with for 15 years but i'm like oh maybe i'll go to the driving range this weekend i don't i won't it's not gonna happen that's like classic hoarder thing i was like oh I ha i'm gonna do this project with this thing and i can't throw it away but it's like your mom's old golf clubs. Her, yeah, my dad. Who dad's. lives in Germany. My dad's. My mom's over there, too. But we have both. Too. Yeah, we have both. You wanted to keep both. Yeah, yeah. His parents live in Germany, so you could play with your dad's, but your mom's, I don't know how to play golf. I'm not going to use them. Yeah, but, but it was also like, oh, I can sell those. They're going to be, I'm going to make a mint selling these golf clubs. An it's like, incomplete set of golf clubs. Like 80 bucks. It was like. For both sets. There's a lot of used golf equipment out there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot of new golf equipment out there too. Yeah, twenty-year-old. Yeah, thanks, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. yeah, throw stuff away. It won't hurt you, and you'll feel less encumbered. I think yeah. Marie Kondo is onto something. Although Jen figured it out way, 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 <laughs> way before she made it all like cool. Well, it makes me happy to get rid of stuff. Uh, but it means the stuff that I keep, I really love. And if I stop, like if it's closed, if I don't wear it anymore, like it's gone. It gets like, there's a six month shelf oh. of like, I kind of still like this, but I haven't worn it in a year. If I don't wear it in the next six months, it's gone. You even get free stuff and you like give it away or throw it away. I'm like, it's yeah. free stuff. You got to keep the free stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I need with another coffee travel mug? Or like, oh, this coffee travel, like I got one from this event in Phoenix. They gave me a really nice like um, Yeti like thermos. And so that's a keeper. But that means I'm getting rid of one of the other crappy ones. Yeah. And, yeah. and your theory is why do you need more than one? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's useful to have two, but I don't need 10. Meh. Yeah. So. I was like, oh, you could use 10 because <laughs> nine might be in the dishwasher. Oh, my God. Then you can have the 10th. <laughs> I got to say, like, we, we definitely have differing philosophies but we're managing i think both okay on this front like we're I'm, not I'm having arguments to throw more crap away i mean i'm fine and i'm willing to let you 
have a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, there, there I have still have things that I objectively don't need and probably will never look at for the next 10 years. But it's much less. It's it's mm-hmm. it's limited. I'm trying to have like one box of, you know, loosely said kind of emotionally tied up crap. I mean, I still have like photos, photos, paper Printed photos, photos, kids, of things. Like I always have negatives too of things that, you know, from the 80s where it's like, man, if I ever took a month and looked through them all, I could relive my high school years. <laughs> Because there's that people in there that, that I haven't thought about for, for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I thank my brain for forgetting all yeah, those people Yeah, and from I don't know school. that I'm, I'm ever going to take that time or want to do that, right? But yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't throw away these dog, you know, these, these pictures. And Let so me tell you how many pictures I have. Zero. You have a few of Kane Pie. You have, oh, no, these are on your phone now. Yeah. Or on, on your computer. I mean, I had a couple, like, shoe boxes full of printed photos from, like, you know, my friends all of my first wedding pictures wedding i threw those away yeah, yeah. i emailed my ex and i was like you want any of these and he's like nope and i'm like in the trash why do i need to keep those i don't want to go through them it doesn't make me happy to go i mean it didn't make me especially sad but i wasn't like oh fun times see my first wedding i can like remember who got into fist fight and who had to be thrown out and who was booting somewhere and it's much more dramatic your sounds kind of boring i i had plenty of drama <laughs> it, i don't know did you have a fist fight uh we did <laughs> that's a good question i i don't know i i don't want to talk out of turn the stories are not of my side that was the drama at mm. our first wedding there was drama and there were people being escorted out that's good but i don't want to tell i see you know i don't want to tell stories about like not my family not yours to tell uh fair enough but uh that's yeah nice. i guess i just don't get nostalgic right like i don't know Anyway, I, I get nostalgic. Yeah, I, from I like, don't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that it does anything, but yeah. No, and I, I don't think it's bad, right? It's just like it's easy for me to get rid of stuff because I don't have a lot of sentimental value attached to things. Yep, 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 yep. In any case, I do love the things that I have and that I pick out. And this new secret Instagram account, Dust of Sleep. Ingo, you're my favorite thing you <laughs> picked out. Found me on the curb. <laughs> nice. Um. New Seek and Instagram account is like pictures of, yeah, dresses, shoes, it's travel. It's very stylish. Academia. It's very cool. Like I'm it, it really combines it. Your, your eye for photography with cool stuff with kind of cleverness. So good job. It's interesting because like I was kind of messing around with it at first and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to have it be like kind of fashion stuff which is not like super fashion forward, but I, I think I have an interesting eye for things and I pick out good stuff and kind of academia stuff, like kind of collegiate fun things like that. And then a few things from travel. And I was like, that's much better than just me messing around with it at first. And it totally reminded me that I had been like talking to a social media like strategist from the University of Maryland, like we had done a, a workshop for faculty on like how to do social media. We were both on the panel and she's like, you should only have three things you talk about. And, oh. and I was like, that's so interesting. And I hadn't even thought about that, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to focus this on these three things. Oh, that's so much better. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. It's exactly what she said. Like if you've got three things, then you tend to kind of have a focus. It can be any three things. So like, what's this podcast? You, me, dogs. This is like dogs, random rambly stuff. (laughs) You, me, 
dogs. I don't understand why you don't think it's the Holy Trinity right there. I think that's fair. I think that's fine. But it's like you can have a Twitter account and you can talk about like politics and baseball and popcorn. And like that's worth following for someone. Yeah, but don't start talking about hot dogs and hamburgers because then it's a whole different podcast. But if you're like, oh, I'm also like way into anime, like then it starts getting a little distracting. That's a different podcast then. Then do another one. This is why I have a bunch because I like like a bunch of things. (laughs) If I were like only interested in like Keys Mailboxes and Golden Retrievers and Murder, I could probably make that into something coherent. No. Maybe. No. It'd be hard. That's why I have separate you could make accounts. it into one account according to the social media strategy. I'm interested like, in a lot of things, <laughs> and so I need multiple social media accounts. Correct. More than Instagram will will grant you, <laughs> but you're right around that limit. So anyway, like as I was thinking about my new Instagram account that I'm playing with, I was in Korea, and uh, so I was doing this event, this kind of high profile event. Actually, it was extremely well produced, very professional. Um, it was called the W Festa, put on by uh, this kind of, it's like a TV network is not quite the right thing, the, quite the right description of the place that put it on, but it's sort of like that. It's like a media company. So they do TV, but also newspapers and magazines and print. And, uh, I feel like Time Warner or something. Kind when, of. When it was still a, t- a thing. I don't even yeah. know if it's still a thing, but but like a conglomerate that runs entertainment things. Yeah. That's right. And so they put this thing on. I mean, there was like a K-pop band there. It's like a kind of a mini Korean South by Southwest, maybe? Yeah. They were Ish. dreamy, those K-pop boys. Um, I guess. I got to say, I don't really know anything <laughs> about K-pop. I'm mostly kidding. I have no idea you don't which, even know which ones they were. they were. I mean, ever It was since... more of actually, it, they kept calling them K-pop to me, but they weren't really. It was just like a band. Like a Korean Dude, band. I'm stuck in Gangnam style. That's it. I mean, there's. I know there's been other. There's been more developments than that, but I'm way in the past. You're, you're making yourself sound old here, Jay. I am old. <laughs> Ellie, our illustrator, tweets a lot of interesting K-pop stuff, so maybe you should follow her. I should I'm anyway, because she's freaking awesome. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, so anyway, the whole thing, the whole event was in Korean, except for me. I had asked them ahead of time. I was like, is this an English program, a Korean program? And they're like, oh, it's both. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So it turns out what that means is it's all Korean except for you. Except for you. And you, I was on a panel, and the whole panel discussion was in Korean, except for me. So they had, like, live translators like you have at the UN. So I wear, like, a little earpiece, and they're, like, live translating. I can't believe how like surreal is it it was very strange and uh and i mean like when i did my talk no one was wearing the earpieces because they all speak english to some degree and i was trying to talk very slow because they were live translators right i mean this is the sad thing right most of the world speaks english a lot better than we speak language of any of the rest of the world that's certainly true yeah uh i don't think they really got everything i was saying they I, I really now it was a more subdued audience than normal, but I think they didn't quite understand a lot of what I was saying. I think it's cultural. They just don't react. Maybe. The same way. I'm just trying to. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But like the the people on the panel, I was talking to before you know before we went on stage, and they all spoke some English, and we were talking in English part of the time. But they also would look to the translators to translate some of what I said some of the time, and they would 
ask me some questions in English, but they would also also ask some of them to the translator who would then say them to me. So they definitely spoke some English, but I think they weren't like super confident, like, oh, you know, totally. I'm just comfortable there, frequently there is conversing a whole in it. Sort of twenty percent of just like the complicated, subtle things, right? That that, that like even if you get eighty percent of a language, there's there's some there's some real room there. I mean, I feel like they spoke English a little bit better than I speak German. So like when your parents visit yeah. and you all talk in German, I get most of what's going on. Yeah. I would benefit from a translation. Yeah. But um, if it's slang or if it's jargon or if it's abbreviation or I mean, there's, there is yeah. I get like 20 percent. You could use a, a boost. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, the panel was weird because everybody's talking in Korean and I'm listening and the, like the live translation is good, but it's not. 100% live like you have to wait for them to finish whatever the last thing was the yeah, person said a, you're a very fast talker and thinker and there there is that inevitable delay which you know they say doesn't the audience doesn't experience it the same way you do right that the delay you Those think in your pauses. head yeah I know but the audience is much more patient about it but it still seems for ever anyway we are way off topic the po no the point is none of this <laughs> You, me, and the dogs. <laughs> uh, the point is I was talking to the people on the panel and they were telling me about this Korean concept called Sowa Keng, which is my Americanized pronunciation, though they told me it was an excellent pronunciation. They're very nice. Keng, uh, which is this Korean term and it basically translates to little definite happiness. And they were asking me, is there an American translation for this? And there's not really, it's sort of like self-care is like the closest translation I could come up to, but it doesn't have like self-care sort of has this like mental health undertone. Like I'm really stressed out. Like I need to, you need to make time for self-care to deal with your stress, to make sure you're not anxious. And so uh, Kang is doing the same kind of stuff that we would do for self-care, but it's more the way that they described it was like, uh, younger generations know that they're not necessarily going to be able to achieve those big happinesses like maybe they're not going to fall in love maybe they're not going to be able to like buy a house not fall in love oh yeah no it was real oh, existential geez. nihilistic uh the big happinesses that you have in life like maybe you don't have a family you're not going to be able to buy a house you're not going to be able to achieve your dreams essentially God, this uh, is death by american standards yeah you sort of you accept that you're well or millennial yeah, uh, you're not going to necessarily be able to achieve those things. <laughs> we would Any, here we would call them like you're not going to be able to achieve the goals. American dream. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's God. they talk about it's what I would call American dream stuff, but you it's Korean, right? So it's different. Love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's I mean the whole. We'll get there. All right, yeah, let me. Yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, this yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're maybe not going to be able to achieve those big happinesses. And so instead, you treat yourself to little things that are definitely going to make you happy, like having a good meal, like going out with your friends, having a, you know, long phone call with someone that you like, having a bath, like all the kind of self-care stuff that we talk about, little stuff that's going to make you happy. Um, but could it be like your pet or your rock collection or your garden or yeah, like working it, on that would yeah, be a, a like, thing but it's a small experience a defined 
thing or experience. Yeah, so it's a hashtag. So if you want to know more about this, if you go on Instagram, and I'll link it because it's spelled a little bit weird. It's S-O-H-W-A-K-H-E-N-G, which I know you won't remember. Uh, but if you do... We can rewind this, though. Yeah, it's I'll good. put it in the podcast description. If you go to Instagram and you do like Soa King, you'll find these kinds of... You'll find pictures of these little activities designed to sort of make you happy. Yeah, and if you're if you're Korean, you, this is probably something you're familiar with, so... Forgive us for, you know, over-explaining something you already know. Uh, I thought it was just like a wonderful little concept. And I like, I think I have the gist of it right from an American perspective. Uh, I love the term for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the whole conference was interesting. So the theme of the conference was, this is explained a little bit more than they did, was basically like the things that I choose to consume reflect my personality as though this is an interesting and new concept, which I think it is to them. Like this new generation. More than you are what you eat. Yeah, sort of like I don't necessarily have to pick the most logical thing. Like this is terms that they used. I can just pick something that I like. And the choices that I make reflect my personality. Um, Which is like such a, it's such a Native American concept that I'm like, I I don't understand why we're talking about this. Like, of course, the choices that you make and the things that you pick reflect your personality. Like, that's sort of the whole point. But, that's how consumption is brought to but us. Their breakthrough is it's not what you're expected to consume. It's what you want to consume. Yeah. I mean, I came away. And look, I, I have no background in Korean culture, right? I have like a few friends who come from Korean backgrounds, but this isn't a thing that we've talked about. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I came away with this feeling that like, up until very recent, I mean, the history of Korea. So I, I was one keynote. The other keynote was the deputy prime minister of Korea. It's so it was me and her. Nice company. Uh, yeah. And she was, so I did my talk and they're like, uh, we know you're free to go after this, but are you willing to stay for the pri- the deputy prime minister's talk? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'll stick around for her talk. <laughs> sure. Jeez. Ooh, you think I'm a monster? <laughs> uh, so, you know, I had the translation and so she is, I think, coming up on 60. So she was in college like in the 80s. And she was talking about, you know, when she was in college, how she was a pro-democracy activist and how they were really fighting against like this very, you know, for democracy in Korea. And so it's such, you know, you have the Korean War in the 50s and then you have this uh, sort of oppressive government. You don't have this like, you know, free democratic system. Like now they're all technologically advanced. They're very... Um, you know, modern and democratic, but it's new in a way that it's not here. And so I got the feeling that sort of coming from like, that's the eighties, right? That's not that long ago that you're like installing real democracy for the first time, that this idea of your choices of like the music that you pick and the food that you eat and the clothes that you wear, like all of these just kind of day-to-day choices weren't necessarily something that you focused on or that you even had before and so now you have a generation that has been born you know kind of my age and younger like the equivalent of millennials right who have been born into this democratic society and are now able to be making these choices for themselves as adults in a way that like previous generations weren't able to have that choice and that's such a new and novel thing that it's worth talking about and it was hard for me when i was talking about what am i going to talk about at this conference to be like this is like asking a fish to describe water like 
it's all like, sure, I'm intimately familiar with it. I don't even know how to talk about it because like this is just how it is. Um, so it was a very interesting experience from that perspective to to be like this thing that is so like fundamental to like modern American life is this this concept that's unique enough that we're going to talk about it as something that's new and like coming with these new generations and tied in with technology and, and this kind of thing. It was very interesting. So cool. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was sort of dreading this trip, not because I was dreading going to Korea. I mean, I, Korea is, I mean, so interesting in terms of like, they have the best broadband in the world. They're super enmeshed, enmeshed in like social media and technology. Like that's all really cool. Um, you know, I was really interested in it as a, culture and as an experience i was just dreading 30 hours on a plane for an 18 hour trip yeah if we were were closer you would have been ecstatic yeah um and so i was sort of dreading the trip just because like oh, i'm gonna be exhausted and it's gonna suck and uh it's always of course never as bad as i think from that perspective but also like it was just like this amazing learning experience and so all of that was really interesting. And then at the end, the last thing I did was this panel to have this conversation about this concept, Soa King, which like we don't have an equivalent for, but it's like such a nice idea. That's like, just do a nice little thing for yourself. That's going to make you happy. And like, don't, you don't have to worry about the big stuff. Like it'll come or it won't, but go ahead and like have something, you know, nice for dinner or like go for a walk and make yourself feel better. And like, there's a word for that. Like, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's great. It's a great concept, but it has such a big background. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that and my New Secret Instagram account are tied together in my head because the New Secret Instagram account is relatively new. And I was thinking a lot about it when I was there, but it is kind of that thing for me. Like, it's very relaxing for me to, like, think about fun pictures that I want to put up on social media on any of the accounts and like interacting with people. Like even when I'm super stressed out about like all of the big stuff that I'm doing, like let's take this nice picture of Hopper and like think about a caption for it and just like take the 10 minutes to like compose this thing is totally one of these like so walking instances for me where it's just like this little thing that makes me happy, which is pretty nice. And so is this new Instagram account. Nice. Thanks, Instagram, for allowing her one more account. (laughs) Boy. Giving me more Soa King moments in my life. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's uh, That's that's my stuff. We can split this up into two two podcasts if you want. I had like a whole other thing to talk about, uh, (laughs) which I have moved off the list. We'll talk about next time. Oh, I want to do a public service announcement. Please. Off script. Okay. Not in your notes. That's cool. Blowing your mind. Pow. (laughs) Right now. Bird food is bad for dogs. Some bird food is bad for no, dogs. No, bird food is bad for dogs. I didn't know that. And what did I do? I filled the bird feeder outside for the first time in like uh, ever. And the bird food spilled on the floor, on the ground, on the grass, dusty grass. And Queso ate some of it. And I went, oh no. I was like, yeah, well. I know this because her poop that I picked up afterwards had a bunch <laughs> of bird food in it. So she seems to have done fine with it. But to beware, that's one of the items that we didn't talk about in terms of things your dog shouldn't eat, along with onions and grapes and raisins and nuts and so chocolate. Here's an article from Pet Plan on their website. The yeah. title of the article is, Bird is the Word. 
That's a dumb article. That Hazards means of dogs eating bird seed. That second part should be the freaking article. Bird is the word means nothing. It's just a stupid. It's from that song. Yeah, well, bird, it doesn't. Bird. Bird is the word. I said a bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. I said, don't you know about the bird? Well, everybody knows that the bird is. <laughs> I understand the song, and you did a great rendition of it. I think it's awesome. But it doesn't tell me anything about that it relates to dogs. <laughs> Wait, you usually are not as pleased about your renditions. Very amusing myself there. <laughs> you, you pulled a good, that was very, that was a lot of verses there. That's good. <clears throat> Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so bird is the word, colon. Hazards of dogs eating birds. Eat. Just do the f- second part. Hazards of dog eating birds. Eat. Thank okay. you very much. Um, number one hazard obstruction. So if dogs eat a whole bunch of bird seed, it can cause gastrointestinal obstruction. Wait, what? Like they'd have to eat so much that it clogs everything up? It can. Like they just chomp into a bag. This is like this sometimes like, dogs eat entire bags of bird seed. No, this was like a couple of. I'm like, getting. There's more grains. things on the okay, list, okay, okay, Dad. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Uh, bloat. This again is if you eat a whole bunch, they can get bloat. That's. Uh, Quote, the mother of all emergencies. Your dog will probably die, except my dog had it and didn't die. Because you were a good GR mom. Oh, and I was lucky. All right, but here we go. Toxins. Moldy bird seeds can contain hepatoxins, and they may potentially be dangerous for your pet's liver. Mm. Oh, but see, it's not quite as dangerous as I thought it was. Uh, All of those things are rare. If you have a pet who can't control her craving for the occasional birdseed snack, it's probably not a big deal. Well, Queso ate some birdseed, and now she's sleeping like a little angel. Yeah, I was more worried than this article seems to suggest I should be well, about it. Well, this is it. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit off topic. Anyway, I wasn't um, mad don't, you. don't let your dogs get into your birdseed because that's another one of the items on the list of dogs shouldn't eat. Yeah. Be careful. Onions, right? Um... Like big amounts of onions, but grapes and raisins are the scary ones. Yeah, nuts too, though, right? Macadamia nuts, nuts are Macadamia bad. Macadamia nuts. Yeah. Not every nut. No, almonds and are And then fine. chocolate is kind of known. Chocolate's bad. Yeah. Milk chocolate, not really an emergency. Dark chocolate, way scarier. Good reminder. Fish we have charts a po- online. one of our podcasts, number a billion, two, one billion and four, whatever we have, like 14 years of podcasts already, you know. It, it has it in more detail, but this Indeed. is just a reminder. Yep. Don't. Bird seed. Bird seed, not for dogs. Yep. Be careful about it, basically. Um, okay. Anything else off script to your dad? German word of the day. German word of the day. That's full on script. That's good. We've got that in the Tales from the Keys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which do you want to do first? Kummerspeck. Kummerspeck is such a good... Another one that we don't have a perfect English translation for, but I experience in my life. Yeah, and it's kuma is is troubles when you're troubled. Like it, it implies sad, but it's not super depressed, but it is bad and like you're kinda hopeless. And speck is pork. Pork bacon. Bacon, but, but also fat. Yeah. So you some speck. So it's the it's the weight you put on if you're troubled. So no. you, you could be sad. And, you know, eat some more food and put on some weight. But I you put on also... like five pounds of Komoschmeck after yeah, Schmeek died. But you could be stressed or you could be yeah. 
anxious and it's just it's just weight you put on when you're having when you're troubled and it's and it you know the kumashpek you just say this is sadness this is, fact. Back, this is my sadness this fact. is my sadness fact and it happens very german right it's like kind of non-judgmental like this just happens right we're not gonna you we're not gonna give you a euphemism for it this just happens it just exists <laughs> and we acknowledge that it exists and we're gonna deal with it yeah yeah so it's kumashpek yeah that's a good one yeah. uh so th thank you hang on i have a note uh that was suggested by josie Thanks, Josie. Thanks, Josie. That was a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I always like it when people suggest German words that I know. <laughs> it makes me feel <laughs> smart. Uh, but it's a great word. Um, all right. Tales from the Keys this week is a former Key West City employee was arrested Thursday after he threatened to kill government workers in New York. He said he would, quote, blow their heads off. He was a maintenance worker at the Truman Waterfront Park. And What's uh, your beef, dude? He earned... I don't know why they know this. He earned $32,000 a year. He was arrested on a felony charge of intimidation. He called the New York State Protective Services Agency. Who was trying to levy child support Probably. payments from him, perhaps? Yeah. To him, right? Him, yes. Yeah. He, uh, they recorded his call, of course, and he said that the agency's employees were his enemy, that they were messing with the wrong guy. He would shoot them all and blow their heads off. Yeah. He's now in the Stock Island Detention Center without With the bond. Emu and the yes, turtle. And the tortoise. He I mean yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah. My interpretation would be that they were saying you've got to pay a child support or or probably or alimony and we will start collecting on that and he was pissed off. Yep. Well it doesn't give any details other than what he said and that now he's in jail. So when they say this call will be recorded they mean, mean it. And don't be a dick. Don't be a dick is a good general advice. Would you be more or less dickish? Yep. If everyone were less dickish, we could all be more libertarian and do our thing. If The problem for why it doesn't work is because there's a bunch of dicks. Yeah, this is true. And they have to be reined in. <laughs> yeah. Other good advice? Uh, don't bite anyone unless they ask uh, you to. Even then, don't bite too hard because it hurts. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.